Cool. Yeah, we're just going to get into it. Vanessa, how are you? All right. I'm good. Yes, I'm with the... It's an absolute pleasure to meet you again for the second time. We we have met, just so people know at home, uh, we, we met and we went hiking together, which was such an awesome experience to it share. It was a really great day. Yeah. Thank you for, again, for your generosity of knowledge of the area and, and time. It was really nice. That was awesome. I mean, you, you guys just left us behind. Um, we were, there was obviously four of us. I mean, you, you just... I mean, is it something you do back home? that you hike in the outdoors and... Um, no. Well, it's like your natural <laughs> I mean, environment. Uh, you know, I certainly have a, a, a good deal in my life, yeah. but it's been a while. Yeah. I was trying to remember the last time that I had done anything quite so uh, vigorous. Oh, but. yeah? No, because, uh, and, and I think this, that's where actually the, I mean, the pleasure of having you here and, and having this, this wonderful chat was some of, the, some of the things we spoke about, and I mean, we'll touch on your, you're obviously a movie maker, uh, and we're going to touch on all of that and, you know, chatting to that. I'm, I'm so grateful that you actually took this opportunity up because you are going back to the States tonight, tomorrow. Tonight, night. no, yeah, 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 midnight flight. Midnight flight. That's where, uh, yeah, that, that, that's where I kind of thought you were leaving today, but I'm, I'm so... <laughs> I thought I was leaving tomorrow, too. Uh, tomorrow. And yeah. it's only because it's 10 after midnight. Got so you. Like, we, yeah, we lost a day. Yeah, that's where it is. <laughs> but, you know, let, let, let's get into it. I, yeah. I, I have you for a precious hour or so. Um, you know, we, I, I want to start with some of your, your documentaries. You obviously, uh, you, you, it's, it's awesome that you come from, a, a, I would imagine, a family that celebrates art, and we don't need to talk about who they are, but I know art was, is that something that was celebrated, you know, with a camera, as in shooting film, photos, is that something that was encouraged from a young age? Uh, my father, who mm. was uh, French and a filmmaker, yeah. um, as well as a, a writer and an artist, um, you know, I've had a camera in my hand for as long as I can remember, yeah. but probably um, he would have put it there. Yeah. Um, and it just always felt very natural to me. Yeah. Um, he also got me one of these, this is how old I am, oh, right? Oh, let's hear it. <laughs> uh, when I was maybe nine or so, one of these little international splicers, which is literally because we were shooting actual film. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's literally a... You had to splice. splice and tape oh in order goodness. to, you know, that was eight and 16 millimeter film that I played. Is that like where you put in a, is it called a red room or what, what's it called? No, no, no. I, uh, this is moving, uh, right? Okay. Uh, like actual film. Oh, so okay. eight and, and 16 millimeter film. Oh my goodness. You know, the old cut and, <laughs> and tape. Um, oh, wow. Which is, you know, how, how yeah. films were made. We're done. So, so at what age was that? When you know, uh, I was splicing and editing film that I'd shot at 10. Oh my goodness. Wow. So, so I mean, then it's a wrap. Well, once you, once it's in you at that, <laughs> once it's in that age from 10 and then so, sort of. Except that it leaves me today at, you know, 50 years old and a couple of decades <laughs> um, out of, of that realm because I haven't done much since, you know, with my kids. Yeah. Um, uh, I kind of set most stuff aside to, to raise them, feeling very much out of the loop. Oh, wow. And, and a little bit intimidated by, uh, by new technologies. Although, you know, we talk about them as being much more accessible yeah. and democratic and affordable, yeah. um, I feel a little bit like an old dog right now. <laughs> and each time I think about, okay, yeah. well, what, you know, there's a couple of projects that I'd really like to do. Yeah. And yeah, I get a little nervous. I, know, that I, well, won't, we, we, I won't know the technology. You know, uh, behind that camera is a, is a man who I think 
would be a, we'd be an awesome guy for that, and yeah. uh, we we can chat about that uh, after this. But I, I want to get get back to that. I think yeah. that's a great transition into what you're saying. We we do live in a time when everybody is essentially a photographer, a yeah. movie maker, because I've got my phone now, and in that, uh, and I think it's a it's a very interesting conversation. Is you know with art now or, or being able to do that, is it becoming so disposable that the true art of movie making, taking a photo, do, do you think that's sort of being watered down or what, what is your feeling with this technology and, and where it's taken us in terms of, because it's, it's an art form, right? Like photojournalism is an art form. Yeah. But now if I can just take 200 photos, send it off to my cousin, he edits and picks the best five ones and puts a filter on, it, do you think there's an art form and there's a disconnection to the art form of, of, of storytelling through the lens being lost there, in your opinion? I think, you know, I think that there are so many levels to mm. that. Mm. Uh, one is that technology is always, when it comes down to it, just technology, and it's what do we do with it. Yeah. And when the printing press came out, you know, there were plenty of people who thought it was the work of the devil <laughs> and that, you know, it would cause uh, irrevocable harm mm. to the human spirit and knowledge and everything else. And that may or may not have you know, been true. true. Yep. Um, and you know, and again, yes, there is a watering down. Um, on the other hand, does it not kind of democratize the uh, the process? Mm, mm, mm. And if everybody has uh, the option to tell their story, to share what's happening in their world. I don't see that as a bad thing. Mm, mm, I think I that uh, the danger is not in the technology and in the widespread use of it, but in access. Yeah. And as much as we think that the internet and affordable uh, cameras, phones, all of that serves um, to open the system. And democratize it. When you look at the larger view, yeah. um, our our real distribution and access yeah. comes through major media systems that are owned by fewer and fewer corporations yeah. and, and people. Yeah. And so that's that's the stranglehold. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the art in, in photojournalism, I'm personally invested in that yeah. because um, it's it speaks to me. Yeah. Telling a story visually yeah. happens to be a I think an art form. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that I, you know, I am invested in. But what's important is that people be able to share their stories and have access. Yeah. yeah. But you know, I mean, it's all it's it's messy, and open systems are are really messy. Um, democracy, democracy, democracy by its very is nature is messy, and th this is probably in the infancy of the democratization of being able to be a, a content creator. And I, I think you, you've you've alluded to that, and we'll we'll come back to. I mean, a tremendous point you've yeah. made there is who, who is allowed to really disseminate information. What does that look like? How do they package it? What effect does that have on the people who consume it? But we, we're going to come back to that because I want to stick a little bit more to 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 your art form and. The, the role of art in society. I think, you, you know, for me as a layman, I, I, I do, you know, we, we, I, I've, for instance, I've gone to see um, the Vatican and what they, mm. you, you, you know, even that far back, they realized something that art actually 
almost needs to be there at the center of the society. It is what I thought. Um, I mean, nobody's explained this to me, but I, I think they, they, they gave such reverence to art. And I wonder if we're kind of, you know, we, we, is money uh, pushing art, the lessons of art, and, and the social commentary of art slightly to the side, which clearly in the Vatican, that they are very clear what they're trying to do, is the art is meant to, those messages, you're not going to listen to a guy with a beard. They know this society doesn't care about that. But when I put the Virgin Mary and I frame her correctly, you know, that innocence, they, they, they're trying to teach you a deeper lesson through, through art form. And I just do wonder with this sort of, if we're democratizing it, this disposable art, whether we're losing that, that the, the role of art in society. I'd, I'd love to hear what, you, what kind of your take is on, on the role of art. And, and I mean across the spectrum, of course, film the classical right. music, whatever it may be. What, what do you think the role of art is uh, in society at large? Um, well, it's, it's our first language, right? Mm, mm. I mean, quite literally. Um, Rock paintings. Handprints, yep. you got, I mean, yep. it, it, is, it is our first language. Mm. Um, and as such is also the most universal. Um, and it's also always really about uh, the audience, yeah. right? Your intention as, as an artist is, is irrelevant. Sure. It's what do I get out of this as a viewer? Yeah. Um, and as such, uh, clearly it has been considered a very dangerous thing yeah. um, for many millennia. McCarthyism, I mean, in, in your very own, we, we can maybe touch on that. We, we know who went first, and yep. maybe we can unpack that a little bit. I mean, the, the, the artists are always the threat, the, the, the literates and the artists, isn't it? That's right. Yeah, yep, yeah. absolutely. And I, I mean, I'm sure you, you were probably, maybe, maybe uh, your, your family members were living through uh, uh, that McCarthy, I'm, I'm, I don't know if that's mm -hmm. something you ever discuss at home, you know, what McCarthyism was. Oh, and, yeah. and, and, and what was it like to live in that time when... When, you know. Well, I wasn't really living in that. No, 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 I'm, not, I'm not that old. <laughs> no, no, I'm no, close. No, I, I thought before I said it. I did, you know, I mean, <laughs> but I did grow up with tap phones yeah. and with parents who were uh, essentially blacklisted. Yeah. Um, or at least gray listed. It yeah. was, you know, a, a difficult. Uh, um, Purely because they were artists. Because they were political. Political and okay, I see. Yeah, no, Putting because bets. they were they were political, and the McCarthy trials were very much about political artists. Yeah. I mean, that was you know yeah. no question yeah. there, um, and you know, and you see it that kind of uh, control of arts and uh, artists and artistry in many forms. I mean, you know, China just imprisonment and yeah, banishment yeah. of artists in the United States. It would be the um, uh, lack of funding for uh, arts programs, yeah. starting you know, in public schools at the youngest age and going all the way up through the uh, National Endowment for the Arts and any other kind of larger grant making. Gotcha. And just a general, um, especially now, yeah. Uh, sense that art is indulgent, that any kind of intellectualism that might go with it yes. is uh, this elitist indulgence instead of what it takes to um, to break down what what we want to be as a society. Got you. What does democracy look like? Yeah. How do we figure this out? 
what is the right path, you know, as a nation, yeah. as a globe, as any, and um, and it's a really dangerous place. It's you, you, you're really illustrating something wonderful there. You know, I, I was talking to somebody who has a Shakespeare company, for instance, mm. and what's happened with obviously those that control information and how it gets us uh, out to us. You know, is even somebody like Shakespeare. Is a lot of people consider Shakespeare as a part of the uh, bourgeois society, but it's the canon. Know, he's actually working class. Like when you come back to people and you say, "No, Shakespeare was born working class." He he alludes to actually having, um, for instance, oh, there's some stuff that comes out there. It's like, did he have a black mistress? You know, like like that mm -hmm. stuff doesn't fit the narrative of like like you're saying is you know Shakespeare make him elite, inaccessible. And anything that plays, uh, you know, that the well, I look at what they've done to Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like who knew Jesus was a, a white heterosexual yeah, conservative? Yeah, yeah. really. Li yeah. Living in Nubian Egypt <laughs> at the time. Yeah, yeah. the, the Nubians yeah. who are. I mean, like yeah, no, the the brother was hanging yeah. with you know the yeah, yeah. you know was, with everyone who's outcast yeah. today, and yeah. it, but that's just lost. Yeah, yeah. It's gone. But he's more like Dolph Lundgren. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, yeah, yeah. Well, and that's the other side of art, right? And yeah. especially when you began by talking about the church, is yeah. it's also understood to be great propaganda. Absolutely. And yeah, absolutely. I mean, so and the, I mean, we, we, we sometimes really beautifully done. I mean, you think about <laughs> Soviet Russia, those oh. posters. You know, it's it's great stuff. We have some of our best design fonts. All of that comes from pure propaganda. Yeah, I, I mean, propaganda. It's it's. I mean, propaganda really did. Crack, crack something open for the establishment, if we, uh, for lack of a, of a better term, but for, for, for many people to do some great things in our time. And you know, that, that role of art in our, in our society, we can maybe move to um, our Western society. And like you said, there, there's a sort of, like I, when I, I'm struggling to watch mainstream film at the moment mm. because something, I don't know if it's in my soul. Or there's a lot is, of crap out there. Is, <laughs> it's like, I know you're doing something to me. It's like, you, you, mm. what do you call it in film? Is it breaking the fourth wall? I think that might be the term is. There's, yeah, and that usually just means when a character is uh, speaking directly to the audience. And I, so I feel like you're, something's happening. I know there's a camera. Like, you know, the great art that I've watched, it's when I kind of lose myself and I almost forget that there's a, you, 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 you know. But today, it's, it's almost becoming so clear. It's like, I think you're trying to shape my thinking. Yeah. I can feel it, even though I don't know it consciously. I'm like, what are you doing here? Yeah. Because I see the same things. People that are the heroes in films always look a certain way. The, the bad guys. Oh, are, for sure. Yeah. Do you know what Abs I mean? Like, of course. And, and this is all a part of the role of art in our society because big Hollywood is art. So I think some people forget that filmmaking is art. It's not just, it doesn't need to be a, a is it Monet or, or whatever it is. It's, it's art. And I think, um, do, do, do you think, the control there and the, the, the sort of people that have to fund that, do you think there's a problem with the disconnection between the message you're allowed to tell through, let's say, Hollywood and what art should serve? The deeper lessons, you know, to connect us, I believe, is what art should do. I believe, anyway. I, I think that we just generally um, want to stay away from shoulds. Yeah especially when it, it comes to art, <laughs> so, because yeah. then you're just falling back into, um, uh, well, if it's should, then it's, it's propaganda, right? Gotcha. I mean, you're trying gotcha. to tell, you're trying to direct a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because I'm not entirely clear what, what your question was, but, 
but I just uh, yeah, yeah. before we we go on, something that I was thinking of is when you were speaking is we I think we forget the power of film in particular. Yep. So the first one of the first moving images that was ever shot and projected is it's kind of this famous it's the Les Frères Lumière the mm -hmm. brother uh, Lumière brothers, and it's this train uh, coming into a station, and the audience. You know, the first times ever seeing, you know, this is the first time anybody's been exposed to, to moving images. Yeah. Everybody in the theater, you know, would, would duck. Wow. Because, of course, you know, there's no sense of like, oh, it's, it's film. Yeah. No, it's just this thing. Yeah. And, and even up to Rosemary's Baby, mm -hmm. there is a shot, kind of famous, uh, somebody's on the phone, and it's shot so that she's just behind a door and you can, you can see kind of, as I remember, half the body and like the phone, but not, and an audience, entire audience, will lean in to try to look around the corner, okay. right? It's that kind of drawing in that yeah, I think you were talking yeah. about. You forget you're not in that space, that you can't look around the corner. Yeah. And it seems like nothing, but it really is a very powerful thing, mm -hmm. and I think we take we take this idea of moving images for granted now. Yeah. They're like, oh, we're all such savvy viewers. <laughs> I'm with you. But I will, you know, I periodically catch myself or I'll walk, you know, being in a theater, just the, the reactions and the body language and the thing, you, you know, it's still very, very true today. We, yeah. aren't, we aren't quite as uh, jaded and savvy as we think we are. I'm with you, I'm with you. Um, it does still evoke something. So else. that it evokes something. Uh, I think another part of what you were saying, for me, the issue of, of films these days, mm -hmm. it's uh, it's just assholes. It's just, <laughs> there are so many movies about assholes. And, I'm, and I hate walking out on films, I really do. I want to watch something to the very end, if nothing else, to be like, okay, how do you not make a movie? Yeah. And what stories not to tell? Yeah. But I have just gotten, I've just, I'm just done. Yeah. You know, I just get halfway through a thing and I'm like, why should I watch another film yeah. about these just empty people yeah. who are just cruel and mean and violent yeah. and just assholes yeah. and greedy? And like, why? Yeah, yeah. Why do we need more of this? I'm with you. And, and I don't think it's a conscious thing on the parts of the studios or screenwriters or anyone else. I think you know people tell the stories that they know and they think people want to want to see. Yeah. Um, there is some conspiracy, I you know, for lack of a better yeah. term, when you look at who's funding a film and you know what the story tells. Yeah. I yeah. think that American audiences are not aware of the degree to which, for instance, the U.S. military. Um, signs off on stuff sure. and controls scripts yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the way media and corporate money uh, yeah. controls scripts and message. Yeah. Um, but it's it's definitely there. It's real. And it's, it is, it's quite it an is insidious real. relationship. Yeah, and it I mean, is. And that's why it's very hard to point out. You can't say, oh, here's the evil people. No, these are people making a living, yeah. making art, trying to get stuff done. And it's it's very very hard, and that's where it comes back to the audience to mm -hmm. be, um, to be educated, and I, that's one of the best things yeah. I think yeah. you know we can do for youth yeah. and for anyone yeah. um, is how to uh, digest media. How yes. do you yeah. become a um, a thinking audience? Yeah, member? yeah. 
And the, the, I mean, you, you, you've nailed it once again, is, you know, um, when you don't know what something is meant to do to you, because, you, uh, and, and like you said, I, I think we've become such a, a society where we think we're capable, we've invented aeroplanes, so only the conscious primal mind. But things still seep, whether you like it or not, these images and, and, and whatever is shown to you, I, I believe seeps into your subconscious and most of, I mean, neuroscience is, le is leading us to, to say most of our lives is actually an action of our subconscious. So these messages, like you're saying, are seeping into our, our, our minds. And, and, and if you're not, if you don't know what to look for, yeah. uh, we, we, we would once again go back to it's propaganda, which you think you don't know about, but it's, it, oh, it's there. And, and, and it's created, um, I would say, conditions for, I mean, we, we've seen absolute atrocities over the last two days. We've, uh, something's just come in now, but... I mean, we saw what happened in, in, in New, New Zealand. Zealand. And I think, you know, something like that is we must be very, very careful to say, oh, that just happens. I, as with anything, I think it's a, it's a response to, to certain narratives we've created. I don't, I don't know what you think of that, but I, I, really, I really believe that. No, I th absolutely it's a response to mm. narratives. Um, it's also how do you stay sane in a mad world? Yeah, 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 that's also true. Um, and it's also, <laughs> you know, how far have we evolved as as humans? That's a great point. And clearly, violence and hatred um, is still very much alive um, as part of the human existence. And <laughs> and it's so. those messages that's what that plays on. Yeah, it's very much that. I think, and I wonder what your take would be here. As, um, but for me, you know, having grown up, I grew up in an environment where you know, male machismo, uh, you know, bravado. You, yeah. you know, to, and the, I think there's an there's sort of a central theme of that, that, that to 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 be male because let's face it, um, men are still in charge. It's a man's world. It is a man's world, and a, a great song, but also very true in real life. Um, you know, the, the, this it, it's the logical conclusion that if you if if being a man looks like this, like where else would it go? You know, mm. be strong, show that you like. There's other versions of being male, you know, but but this is this is part of the I think I think art, music, what it tells men: do this, wear a suit, tie it up, don't tell people, don't be weak by being vulnerable. Like this is the logical conclusion. We have tragedies like this, and it's because I, I really think our art that is available to people is machismo, isn't it? Like you said, most of it is rockets over here, bad guys over here, and that's how you you're the hero. For film, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I, you know, I think there's also tremendous hope in art, you know, and I think this is a tremendous time for us to probably start talking about you as an artist and what what you've done. I mean, we spoke about uh, one of your your documentaries um, regarding the Clean Needle program, and I think this is where I love I, I love art, and this is what's possible. Some of some of that, so maybe we can talk about some of your favorite uh, work that you've done, and I'm, I, I will push you towards the end to please make it available and, <laughs> and, and let us consume this stuff. So, so maybe let's talk about some of your, your work and, and some of your earlier work and some of your favorite work that you, you've done. Yeah, let's, let, let's start there. And I know you um, don't like talking about yourself. That's true. We try to get it out of you. But, <laughs> but let, let's, let's maybe talk about uh, maybe one or two of your favorite projects. Um, Particularly the clean needle. Well, uh, one, it, it's not particularly relevant, but I, I would differentiate between art and, and journalism. Mm -hmm. um, and while there is an art to framing an image, yep. 
uh, telling a story, editing, all of that. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't, you know, it's that's semantics. It yeah, but, but I hear you. They, they, so they, they, I, we yeah. won't even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even but but I do hear what you're saying. I do. Yeah. Um, so. Probably most relevant to the conversation is uh, I started 90, maybe, early 90s, mm -hmm. a, um, a not-for-profit uh, video production company. Okay, cool. With, called Mayday Media. Mayday Media, yeah. all right. Mayday, yeah, okay, I like that. Which just worked for me on, on many, many levels. Yeah, yeah. I, I still love the name. SOS, yeah. Uh, I was, yeah, I was, I, was, I was good with the name. Yeah. Um, and started out with a friend, uh, Rory Kennedy, mm -hmm. who has continued uh, making a, a number of great uh, documentary films. Mm -hmm. Um, and what we did is uh, to, this was just as uh, video was starting to become more affordable in, okay. in the, you know, a broadcast quality. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of the earlier days of consumer level mm -hmm. um, uh, nonlinear editing. Got you. And, so where's this and cameras. 90? 90. 90, okay. Um, and so what we did is, is created a, a structure that really the idea was to use uh, these stories, these documentaries, mm -hmm. as a tool for social change. Mm -hmm. So short format, very short format. Short being? 10 minutes. Okay, all right. 15 minutes. Oh, so you were maybe ahead of half Instagram. Hour, yeah, you were ahead right? of Instagram. You knew that was the yeah. way to do it. No, yeah. like half hour max. Yeah. And it would be always... Uh, because part of part of the problem is documentaries up to then and it continues to this day, you know, cost hundreds of thousands of dollars to make. Okay. You would have, if they were issue based, you would have, you know, maybe a foundation um, who said, okay, this is a you know an issue that we're working on. Hire a crew, go tell the story, and then it just kind of sits on a shelf, right? There weren't a whole lot of distribution modes. Gotcha. There wasn't really an audience. It certainly wasn't, you know, documentaries weren't being theatrically released often. Yeah. And things would sit. And so for us, having a, a whole vision uh, was really important. Uh, don't start a project unless you know what the, uh, the distribution is, mm -hmm. what the audience is going to be, what yeah. the impact that you, were, you, know, you want yeah. to be. And nothing goes out alone. So every video that went out went out with a, uh, a viewer's guide. Gotcha. Here's, here's backup information. Um, here's how you can get involved. We even had, you know, like a cutout uh, postcard oh, to wow. send to your senator or the president. Um, okay, right. so, so nothing went out alone, like so, the yeah. video and, okay. Yeah, so it's not just a video living out in the world, yeah. but really a whole whole program yeah, yeah. and by keeping uh, by keeping the videos short mm -hmm. we had these very intense very um, um, I think absorbing stories yeah. personal stories mm -hmm. um, and then that allowed a format where you know we would show on Capitol Hill oh wow to you know <laughs> to senators congressmen and, and their aides we could bring it to uh, police stations. This is a clean needle exchange, right? Clean, Trying to get clean needle clean exchange, needle. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. for instance, to get that. 
taking it to healthcare providers, police, fire departments, uh, legislators, and even communities. And maybe uh, before you get into that, yeah. like what was the clean needle exchange? Because I, I thought it was absolutely mind blowing when you what you were saying because it connected with me so much. Because I've got drug use in my family mm -hmm. history, which. I don't know whether this would have helped. I mean, I've got a South African context, but maybe you can just tell us what the clean needle exchange idea was and, and what, what, what exactly that at was. Its, at its most basic, uh, needle exchange is exactly that. You, you bring in um, a used needle, yeah. we exchange it for a clean one. Yeah. And it does several things. One obviously protects people from uh, HIV, hepatitis, all sorts of bloodborne diseases, mm -hmm. uh, infection. Um, it also cleans up the uh, the areas, the neighborhoods where needles are found because suddenly a needle has value. Got you. Right? Yeah. Instead of handing it around and then tossing it when it's worn, people will actually go out, find a needle, and bring it in because it now has value. So you're taking them. the dirty ones off the street. Right. Which Got is you. why a lot of times neighborhoods who initially would be like, we don't want a needle exchange in our, you know, in our community, it's going to bring drug users in. It's like, yeah, except that your parks, where you, you haven't allowed your kids to play because there's needles, they'll be cleaned up. Yeah. You know, police love it because they pat someone down, chances of getting pricked by a, a dirty needle go way, way down. Oh, yes. And, and any, that's like, then you... Yeah. Oh. So it's, you know, it's a very simple, you're never putting out more needles, and, yeah. you know, because people freak out. It's like, oh, well, you're just making things available. No, it's always an exchange. Yes. You have to bring in one to get one. Okay. So you're not putting, you know, you're not putting more out into the, you're just making them clean. You're just allowing people to protect their health um, as long as they're going to be involved in risky behavior. Gotcha. Let's make it less risky. Gotcha. And in that sense, it feeds into a larger uh, uh, healthcare philosophy, which mm -hmm. is called harm reduction. Okay. And that generally says, let's do what we can to at least reduce harm. Mm -hmm. You're an addict. We're not going to judge you. We are going to be here to help you reduce the harm to yourself and to your family mm -hmm. and loved ones and yeah. your community. Yeah. Um, we're going to do that by you know, providing clean water, uh, alcohol wipes, cotton, and, uh, and a clean needle. So this is if an addict comes in and says, here are some needles. Yep. So, so the person who would be handing clean needles would also offer this as a, hey, while you're here. While you're here, why don't you also take some condoms? Okay. Um, and some cotton balls yeah. because, you know, so many of emergency room admissions is, is abscesses and infections, right? So it, it saves <clears throat> states, communities, tons of money. I mean, yeah. we're talking about millions of dollars a year, yeah. not just in you know, HIV treatment, but yeah. in infections and hepatitis and every other kind of tuberculosis. I mean, and you're building up a relationship with, with users yeah. over time. Yeah. Um, with people who are not judging you, yes. who are providing care, mm, mm. and that ends up being the strongest bridge to drug treatment, or to get people housing, or to get them, you know, into whatever program, Got you. you know, will actually work for them over time. And how, how was this document? What was the name of the documentary? Fire in our house. Fire in our house. So all of these, by the way, guys, I'm going to try and uh, push Vanessa <laughs> to make sure, and I'll be on her back, to make sure it's available for us in the digital space because it's, it's such a powerful. So fire in our house. Um, and, and I mean, that, surely, how was that received, by the way? Because the, Really well, really well. By, uh, by, uh, by 
I mean, where, where did you play that? Capitol Hill? Or? Every, yeah, I mean, it traveled all over the states. Yeah. Um, you know, I did, as part of that kind of, you know, a whole program, yeah. I spent several years uh, just talking about harm reduction and needle exchange, yeah. doing interviews, you know, Charlie Rose, you know, like you name it, oh, wow. all over the place. Oh, wow. Um, and then it, you know, and it took on a life of its own. So that even you know, years later, uh, you know, I'd be doing a talk or something, and I'd say, you know, has anyone seen this yet? And you know, some nurse from you know, tiny community in New Mexico would be like, oh yeah, you know, we show it regularly and use it as a fundraising tool for our own little community health center. How does that feel? And it's you? great. I mean, it's you know, it's that must feel amazing for, like, it, for you. Yeah. Yeah. And. And so, and, and uh, point being, yeah. what is that going to look like today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Right. And I, you know, and I bring it up because um, I want to put that challenge out to a new generation and a new technology. What does that look like today? When, mm. as we were saying, you know, every phone is a camera. Yeah. Where, you know, how. And I, I don't entirely know know the answer yeah, um, yeah. of how do you reach the, a, an audience um, when people aren't going out to a screening when um, yeah I, I think and it, I and I you know that's I'm not very sure interesting because you, you know I've been reading quite a bit about the reemergence of philosophy into the mainstream you see philosophers are really starting to do well again and they, they, I think there is something where people by nature. I mean, you, you see, it, it may be in small pockets, but you're seeing more and more of it. And, and I think, you know, in, in South Africa and America, we have quite similar societies in the sense that both countries are really conservative, in my opinion, mm -hmm. having experienced a little bit of the States and then living in, in South Africa. Yeah, so I think that's right. I, I think people reach a limit and I, I can see it now where it's like, we're tired now, we're going to open an organic farm, we're going to subsist uh, in ourselves. And, and, and my, my point is, you know, I, I think then there is hope for, for, for films like yours. I think we're primed for that because I think that's food for the soul mm. as opposed to, oh, well, here's some adverts and then the end of rockets flying across a fence, you say, as you say, you know. So I, I think I, I definitely, I, I'm, I'm definitely going to push you to re-release because mm. I think the time is right. We, I think people are tired and we're trying to ameliorate something through connection and I you know I think that's true I think that's true yeah I mean I think I think both things are true yeah. I think that the hatred that you see in the attacks in in uh, New Zealand mm. the um, uh, although he certainly did not win the popular vote the popularity or at least the vehemence of the support for uh, for Trump for, for Donald, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, speaks to something else. Sure. Um, but even even then, I think that that idea of, of connection yeah. and of mattering remains true. Yeah. That that people do feel completely disconnected from their systems of governance, uh, certainly from an economic system, absolutely, and even from from community. Yeah, yeah. Um, and hopefully these um, this violence yeah. and this hatred is the last gasp of um, what really should be an ancient mode of being.
it's you know speaking of uh, I mean we'll come back to to Donald Trump and 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 kind of you, you know Le Pen appearing you know in in France uh, your where you were born some people may not know you're actually uh, born in France but um, I mean you see Le Pen his the uprising uh, Theresa May something's happening but we'll, we'll come yeah. back to Donald Trump I just want to kind of stick with your with the film and 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 art once again as a medium for connection I think. You know, when you tell people human stories, you know, then, then uh, people start to realize, or I believe in, in sort of the Aristotle sense of, you know, sometimes we need to be educated in that horror is a part of everyone's life, really. Just because you live in a mansion, it, it doesn't. And Aristotle said something so beautiful that I thought, you, you know, is an education in horror. Because we look back to Greek society, right? And we wonder, why were so many of their plays tragic? And... And Aristotle said, well, it's because he thinks an education in horror is a part of the civilizing process, you know, mm. and, but that needs to be framed correctly. It needs to be artistically done and not like you say, this disposable two hours and then go, go home. And, and once again, I think, I wonder if our, our modes of art, this disposable art is, it's not connecting us. And we can uh, go on to a little bit of the spirituality thing is, Violence is the ultimate nihilism, right? It's we are disconnected. There is no other option. Like it's you or me, you know. And I'd love, I'd love to, to to maybe transition to what do you think of this? I hesitate to use the word fascism, mm. but there's certainly the rise of something that says nationalism again. I, I, I and I'm careful to, with with these types of isms. But we, 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 I think we're, we're, we're broaching that. I, I don't know where, where you are on that in your country, France. I call it fascist. It's, it's full-on fascist, then? I, you know, uh, for all practical purposes, yeah. uh, I think that, yeah, that's, that's how people understand it. That's yeah. the easiest term. And, and fascism is troubling because, you, you know, for some people who may not realize, fascism cannot abide difference. That is one of its its its, yes. its cornerstones, isn't it? Well, one of the fulcrums of uh, fascism is that you cannot be not fascist and be tolerated by that system, and th th that's very very worrying in a world where, let's face it, most people are working class. That's that, right. That, I think fascism. Some people don't. I think don't may not understand why ah, fascism democracy will. It may not matter, but it it really matters because you, the working class, you're out. You're all out, and, and, and that's most of us, I'd like to think. Most of us are just regular Joes working, paying our bills, and want to love my girlfriend or wife or husband. And, and, and fascism's problematic, even on that gross level. I, I don't know what you, you can, you can obviously maybe get into that a bit. It's a really problematic <laughs> thing. Uh, yeah, it like, is. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I think this rise and but the freedom to express it is, like to me, it's like, oh my goodness, alarm bells. Uh, it's, it's very worrying. So um, there's this, uh, I think he's, he's a linguist by training, mm -hmm. uh, George Lakoff. Mm -hmm. And he wrote this book, um, several, but one's called uh, Don't Think of an Elephant. Mm -hmm. And you know, essentially it's about uh, how in the US various programs, laws, policies are, are worded and mm -hmm. named. and um, why they're they're named as they are? Mm -hmm. No child left behind. Mm -hmm. um, you know, yes. Various the Freedom Act, 
you know, things like this. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the things that he does is he kind of breaks down and um, you were talking earlier, you mentioned kind of the new science, you know, cognitive science and what we know about brain functioning and there does seem to be uh, some essential differentiation between a, a kind of a more progressive and a more reactionary uh, or conservative mind. Yeah. And the more reactionary conservative um, functions uh, comfortably with a rigid system mm -hmm. and being told what to do yeah. and, and what to believe. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so if you understand that, you understand why people, you know, fall in line. Yeah, yeah. That's their comfort zone. Got you. Right? Um, so what do you do with that? If that is human nature, you know, it's very hard to, to force somebody whose brain just doesn't, you know, freezes up. Yeah when you say no i'm you know i'm not male or female or no i'm not black or white yeah. or i'm not you know this or that Binary. it's like this pint you know this this panic yep. sets in mm. um so the idea of so i think that that's where that 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 rigidity yeah. and you know this uh, complete intolerance for any kind of, of difference yeah. comes not just out of greed and political control, but but a real um, aspect of human nature, mm, mm, and that yeah. if we don't deal with that and recognize that, then we're never gonna we're never gonna get very far. If we keep thinking that it's just about power and control, yeah. that's that's not quite enough. It's right? not. It's not. But because that's the ultimate nihilism, isn't it? There is only power. That, that, that is the end state. Like, if we get to that, it's end of days. Yeah. Well, and, and I think just in general, uh, competition is yeah. a really good um, aspect of this. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's, even with my husband, we have this kind of constant debate. Um, I don't think that competition is our natural state. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's like, oh, well, you know, Darwin says, it's like, no, you know, that's not what Darwin says. There's a lot of, yeah. Um, it's it's far more complicated than that. Mm -hmm. um, there's plenty of historical evidence that uh, communities have thrived for hundreds or if not thousands of years, yeah. in, in a very you know fully cooperative um, uh, systems. Competition serves our modern Absolutely. systems, yeah, yeah. and we now are convinced that that is simply human nature and that these systems are inevitable because we are competitive as a species. Yeah, I'm with you. And, you know, so we really need to be getting down into these nitty-gritties of, well, what then is human nature? Yeah. Um, how do you get past it? Yeah. Um, and at the very least, to be able to to say no, this is—it's not just you know competitive, and it's not a whole block. You, and I think now you're opening up a, a very interesting door. It's—it's it's the case of you know we the, the the dream is democracy. You know you are human. I am me. You're not going to hurt me. You live over there. Hey, look out! There's a wolf behind you. You'll look out for me. We you know that community and democracy is the dream. But 
my, my, um, my question to you and, and kind of my feeling, my overriding feeling at the moment, because mm. I, I, I believe in human beings, because I've seen when you appeal to their best side, what they're capable of. They're, they're capable of such great things. But I wonder, you know, in, in, in this world where, to me, it feels like some narrative has been created to appeal strictly to my primal side. Once again, power, economy, lust, like to the point where I kind of feel when somebody says, how are you doing? It's kind of like, oh, they've just been programmed so they, they can get to the conversation about money mm. or, or stuff, like, uh, you know, as, as opposed to, how are you actually doing? Yeah. It, it, that's no, you've been, you know, you were, <laughs> you were honest about that part of, of yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, yes, I mean, we, uh, to be clear, what I was saying was that, that even myself was, you, you know, and I'm still very capable of it now, but I'm conscious of commodifying everybody, commodifying everything is, you know, my, my, my life for so long, my entire 20s were spent can I have sex with that girl? Is that person gonna make me money? You know, yeah. like that's it, strictly primal, serve me, as opposed to, you know, what, um, what I, because I felt connected to people before, yeah. and then these other things seem to go away, like how much money I have, what is my social status, you, you know, what does this girl look like on my hand, I wonder what society is, that fade, that fade away, that, that faded away when I was close and connected to people. And, and I think, yeah. my, but my, to come back to my, to my question and sort of where I wanted to go was, I have a problem with this. We've somehow convinced, or, or, or they've tried to convince us, uh, the upper echelons, that capitalism and democracy are somehow uh, synonymous with one another. Right. And isn't that tragic? Yeah. I think right there is, the, if, if this narrative continues that capitalism and democracy are hand in hand, I, I think we have a, we, then we have a serious problem. And, and, and I'd love to know what you think of that. But I think, like, how do we get rid of that if we can? I don't, I don't know if that's even yeah. too big of a question. But, <laughs> but like, do, do you know what I mean? Is we, we sort of convince people that capitalism and democracy are No, I, I, I do. I do. And, at, and the very, you know, it starts with... Um, just basic uh, differentiation in education. Yeah. Uh, democracy is a political system. Yeah. Capitalism is an economic system, yeah. right? So let's let's just start <laughs> because I mean people really don't understand that. They think that and communism to to some degree is probably the most um, uh, kind of whole whole system yeah. in in its economic structure yeah. is fully ingrained in in the political yes, structure. I, 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 I. But you know, socialism um, isn't by definition democratic or totalitarian or anything else. Yeah. Capitalism isn't by definition democratic or totalitarian. It's amoral, right? yeah. it's, it's an economic system. Yes. I would. I don't think it's amoral. Mm. I'm just oh. saying it's it's an economic and not a political system. Got you. And I think that as an economic system that has built in the necessity for poverty, mm. right? Because yes. that's that's the, the, the catch, force, right? Yeah. I mean, you, you have to have poverty. You have to have always some uh, fear of falling into, falling out of your position yes. and a desire to grow from this into that. Poverty is absolutely built into capitalism. It is a necessity of the system. 100%. And therefore is not a moral mm, system. Mm, mm. So, so what, why I say amoral, um, so I, I completely agree. I, I say, you, you know, all systems are amoral until we apply, you, you add in the driving force, the human mind, you know? It's like, 
capitalism is just on paper. But it, 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 the logical conclusion of it is disastrous for everybody. And so, so I hear you. It's, yeah, so it's, it's not moral in the sense that woven into it, but they don't tell you, is that in order for you to live the capitalist dream, many have to kind of carry the, the workload on their back kind of thing. So sorry, I, I, hear, I hear what you're saying. It is not moral it is, it in is that sense. It is not yes. moral because it has, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it I'm, has a necessity of poverty written in. And, and why do you think, so, I mean, I've touched a little bit and given my reason, but why do you think that is on the rise? Le Pen in France, Brexit, Trump, what, what, what do you think? Is it a reaction to the, I mean, I, I'm unapologetically to say leftist, if, if we're going to use terms, mm. but I'm like, I'm liberal leftist. I'm very, very liberal, I think, very liberal. <laughs> so do you think it's a reaction to... Have we as the, I say we, myself, and you can speak for where you might stand if you stand anywhere, have let the people down for, for you know, Clinton, not great, Obama. What, what, what do you think? Is this a reaction to something? Uh, Trump, Le Pen, and Theresa May. Do, do you think there's a reaction? Well, to I said earlier that I, I hope that it's, you know, a last gasp of a dying, um, a dying mode of being. Mm, mm. Um that's optimistic. <laughs> um, but I think, well, I think that, that uh, look back to, to Germany. Yeah. And um, I'm not a historian or an economist yeah, yeah, yeah. or even a political philosopher. Yeah. But my understanding um, is that uh, Germany through the 20s really established uh, the first uh, solid middle class yeah. that the globe had ever seen. Sure. Um, it was a very open, very progressive society in many, many ways, and then started to go through a series of pretty severe um, economic backslides, yeah. recessions, and, and people got scared. Yeah. People you know, who suddenly were starting to enjoy a life that, that few had, had really um, seen were, were in, in danger of losing what they had gained. Yeah. And what is the worst thing we can do as humans? React out of fear, yeah. right? I think yeah. when it comes to fear over and over and over, yeah. fear is the deadliest of all human emotions. 100%. And is the worst place to, to react mm. out of. So when someone um, as apparently, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I look at Trump, I want to vomit. Oh, wow. But I guess people find him very engaging and dynamic. Yep. And the same was true of Hitler. You yep. have somebody who's very engaging and dynamic, yep. who seems very powerful and can come and say, well, here's why you're you're in yes. danger. Yeah. Here's why you're hurting economically. Yeah. It's that gypsy. Yes, yes. And it's that gay man, and uh, it's guy. that Jew. Yeah, yeah. And, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that makes sense. It's a whole lot easier to fear something that isn't you than to say, okay, these are complicated economic and political systems. Yeah. 
and you know there's ebbs and flows and how many people can the planet actually hold yes. and how do you secure jobs for this many people and how, you know th those are all really complicated difficult you know questions yeah yeah so you know no it's that brown guy yeah <laughs> you know, yeah he's coming for my job that's and <laughs> you know and that's and that's where you see the the rise of fascism and mm. the nazi party in in germany and i think that that the parallels today are right on mm. we had major um decades of general growth in the united states in england in yeah. france i mean that's you know been true for pretty solid we're now you know certainly in the states these this is the first generation that isn't going to do as well as their parents right that we're actually starting but otherwise it's been growth growth, growth. Yeah. and now things are starting to slide obviously over you know it's it's the taboo issue yeah but overpopulation is the core to 100%. all of it there yeah. just aren't enough jobs there just isn't enough water there just isn't enough food period mm. 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 And that's going to cause, even if you don't understand exactly where it's coming from, that is that is a global state of of panic, yeah. of fear, yeah. of insecurity mm, mm, mm. that causes people to react and to behave really badly. Really badly. Really badly. Yeah. As a parent, you know, I know. You, you fuck with my kids? Like <laughs> I, you know, I am Mama Bear, yeah, and yeah. I and I may not act um, in a in a way that is best for my entire community. Yeah. But I'm going to act for my kids. Got you. Right. Got, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're driven by that protection, fear. But when you when it comes down to to yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. you're not going to have water, and you're not going to have food, and you're not going to have a job. Well, yeah. Because then it's a zero sum game. Is for me to win, you have to lose. Like, that's not a great place to be operating from, right? And, and for me, that's the only framework, like I'm talking of the purest form of capitalism gives us, you know, is I have to win. In order for me to win, you have to lose. And it's crazy. Well, except, you know, uh, and that's all complicated by this absurd idea of trickle-down economics, oh, no. oh. which has been proven over and over and over again to just not work, I mean, from the get-go. But it sounds really good, oh, and it's a great justification yeah, for, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's because, once again, the literature is pretty much guys that went to Oxford or Harvard, and the, the, then it becomes the truth. Like, <laughs> But even when you look at that, I mean, as far as I know, nobody has really, or very, very few people, uh, up until, you know, Reagan and a few, like, you know, really out there yeah. economists, ever said, oh yeah, no, this, this is a functioning um, system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It no, just wasn't. No, it's... Uh, you, you it, was, it was something that was pulled out and thrown out there because, you know, once again, it sounded good, but it's not a, an economic system that has ever, you know, been proven to work. No, it just has Or that anybody ever... But, yeah. but we... What is it? The old uh, Goebbels line is, tell the lie enough times, it becomes the truth. I, I, I yes, think, of course. I, I think it's become a case of, of that, you know? But... So, so once again, uh, we, we've kind of broken that, that down. Yeah. And I, I'm, I see a little bit of hope in the society, but I, I do see that we need to be conscious of it. And we, as the left, I speak again, I'm not the voice of all left, but I think the rise of these guys isn't an error. It's a response to a failure of the left. And I, I think we should address that of 
we can and, and we have done better. And, but we, we, we once again now need to stand and, yes, it's horrendous what's happening, but what is our role, you know, as, as people that seek community, mm. that say, okay, maybe three guys having the same wealth as the whole of America, not good idea, not the greatest idea. You know, right? You, you know, but what is our solutions? Because I, 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 I'd love to hear some of the some of the speak is you're wrong, you're wrong, but we I, I don't hear enough of my own brethren, which is the left, saying here's the plan. Yeah. And I, I guess do you think it's possible when you you're trying to fight such a monster to kind of organize? Um, it's well, it's very difficult, and it yeah. goes back to yeah. you know that kind of the at the very base the brain functioning that I was talking yes. about is that I guess more you know left functioning yeah. um, is a more creative space yeah. and it is much more gray yeah yeah yeah. yeah and yeah. that's and that's the basis right yeah. of really what you're looking for is plasticity mm -hmm. a dynamic system that's going to work for as many people as possible yeah. of course that may mean much smaller systems more localized yes but all of that is very difficult to, to articulate. You know, when you're dealing with an entire country, let alone what a global system should look like, how do, you, how do you set that up? How, what does that actually look like? Especially when you start getting to, you know, the nitty gritty of, of policy and how money is distributed and what our priorities are. Yeah. And, um, it's so much easier to say no, if I earn this, it's mine. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. The prime. You know, the fact that I'm the only one who has access to yeah. earn it. Yeah. Don't you know, worry about that. Doesn't yeah. you know? It's mine. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. I have it, it must be mine. It's absolutely, absolutely. Um, and it, it's you know, and it, it is. It's a really hard thing to start to break that down and to articulate something that that makes sense to people that um, they can absorb, um, and they can kind of you know take to the bank, as, as yeah, we say, the old adage, you yeah. know, um, but in this case, that's literally what needs to happen, yeah. right, is people need to pay their rent, you know, take it to the bank, yeah. what do you, what do you do? So, so, you know, the good news is there are a lot of really, really smart people out there yeah, who um, uh, are writing about and articulating um, whole, whole system solutions. Yeah. Um, but far too often, you know, I think that things do get, uh, it's a divide and conquer. Yeah, yeah, it, it most certainly is. And, yeah. yeah. And so it's like, oh no, I'm here for women's rights, but not for, for trans or queer rights. Yeah, it's yeah. like, okay. uh, you know, yeah. or I'm here for kids, but not for, you know, for women. Like, yeah, yeah. It's just, it just becomes this, this broken dream, this kind of shattered piecemeal thing. <laughs> shattered piecemeal. That's a great. It's a great way to put it. I, I, I think some of the some of the what you're speaking to is, of course, the within capitalism is individualism, right? Yes. We, we venerate that. I did it. You're incredible. Put Steve Jobs out there alone. Look what you can like. There's only so many seats at the mm -hmm. table. That's the you see the, yep. the, that's the trap door. That's of, the other. That's the other myth is you know, competition yeah. and the individual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the, so that, that, that's quite a you, you know pernicious sort of a, a part of capitalism. Which this should be freely discussed because, and I'll tell you why. We're going through something which, in the modern world, we haven't really gone through. Is now for the first real time through technology and, and many other things is 
Power is global. Politics is local. Now that's a problem, right? Because once, it, once you have that uh, uh, disconnection, it goes nationalist straight away. And, is, and we've never had to deal mm. with this um, kind of proper separation. Like now it's clear that power is really global, right? The multinationals, you're doing it in, you could be doing it in Gambia, and that, that, that money is genuinely winning for you in Minnesota yeah. or wherever. Well, I had just uh, going up uh, Table Mountain yeah, yesterday, yeah. it's, you know, the MasterCard logo on on the you know yeah. car on the way up and exactly. on everything up there it was, it was like oh so it's an interesting t a time to probably keep an eye on that power going global politics going national and and, and we're mm. seeing the rise of that in well, once again but we uh, we can come back to, I want I want to speak about your second film uh, if, we, if we can go or, or your or, uh, one of your other other films which we spoke about and I, I just I can't wait to see it is the one where you went on the train oh <laughs> for the United Nations could you maybe unpack that one for us. Nah, that's no, no, no. no. Okay, oh, right. it's not worth talking about. <laughs> but, but it was fun. It was great, but it's it's. I don't think it's worth talking about. Mm. Um, there is a uh, a film that I worked on though uh, oh, okay. that I made that um, I think weaves into to the conversation, yeah. um, and it's the quilts of G's bend. The qu quilts, quilts okay. of G's Bend. So when this is all available, I'm going to put all of these up. That, is, that actually is available. Oh, okay. That one is. Yeah. Um, it's on, uh, is it pronounced Vimeo? Uh, yeah, Vimeo, Vimeo. Vimeo. People know it. My pronunciation. The, the, the youth will know. The yeah, youth will, terrible. The youth right. will know. Uh, <laughs> but it's G-E-E apostrophe S. Okay. So, so, so just say. The quilts, the quilts of G's Bend. Okay. G-E-E apostrophe S. Bend as in the bend in the river. Got you. And um, it's a film that I made in G's Bend, Alabama, mm -hmm. to um, accompany a, uh, an exhibit of art from this community. Okay. Um, art that was made over many generations, mostly by the women mm -hmm. of the community, mm -hmm. all slave descendants. Incredible. Yeah. And, and Alabama, um, for those who don't know. In, in Alabama, in, su in the southern United States, yeah. uh, what's called the Black Belt, also the Bible Belt. Yeah. Um, and the uh, the heart of of uh, slavery and and uh, especially cotton production. Yeah, yeah. So Alabama has a very close relationship. Very long. Yeah, yeah. Cotton slavery. For yeah. those who don't know, long history. Yeah. Um, and G's Bend has this really particular, um, incredible long history. Mm -hmm. um, It's, it's the bend because it's literally a bend in the Alabama River that, that basically almost created an island. Oh, yeah? Right? It's, it's totally isolated physically, culturally for many, many, many years. And I think phones, the first phone came in in 1980-something, mm -hmm. first paved roads, you know, one road in 1980. I mean, it's, it, you know, it's 80s. really been, yeah. Wow. It's been, uh, it's been out there for a long time. Wow. Um, and this incredible art in the form of quilts being produced over generations. Oh, yeah. And... So this show, um, which opened at the Houston Museum of Art okay. first, then went to the Whitney in New York, mm -hmm. I think remains the number one or number two most popular show the Whitney has ever had. Ever? Ever. I mean, lines, you know, out the door in February, freezing oh weather. My 
and and then continued to travel. You know, San Francisco. I mean, it's been everywhere. Yeah. Um, U.S. postage stamps made from images of the quilts. Um, the uh, one of the uh, the women who's in the film who remains a good friend and who's one of the the artists, um, Mary Lee Bendoff. Mm -hmm. uh, she won the uh, the Medal of Freedom, which is the highest uh, award you can get in the United States oh, yeah. uh, from Obama. Um, but the story of resilience mm. and of community yeah. and of art, I think, speaks to just about everything that, that we've been discussing wow. here today. All right. um, what is an alternative reaction to uh, to not, you know, it's not, I guess it's not even the fear of losing, mm -hmm. right? Because they've had nothing from the get-go. Got you, yeah. Um, Arlanzia, who is one of the women in, in uh, one of the artists and women in the film, uh -huh. um, you know, she told stories of her grandmother being brought over on the slave ship. Oh my gracious. And, you know, with this little woven mat, And telling, you know, these kids, sitting around, telling the kids what it was like to get on the ship and then traveling across and then up the Alabama River and then being, you know, dumped in this place yeah. and, you know, um, forced uh, uh, reproduction. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, the all, whole, of the, all of it. Yeah, yeah. All of it. And, and how the, uh, the stories, the art, the history, have have passed on through these generations into this art, right? And it's art that is made from from the fabric of life, yeah. quite literally. Yeah, got you. Every little scrap of anything available yeah. would be put into these quilts. Uh, a, a father, a husband dies. Whatever little piece of his work clothes were still intact, a quilt would be made, got you. kind of in honor of him, but also because. You had to keep your family warm. They'd be put on the walls to keep the wind out yeah. of these, you know, little shacks. There is a, a generosity of spirit, a resilience, yeah. a a community. Not that there aren't issues, and you of know, course. there's bickering. You yeah. know, well, which church you know, are you going? And it's always a church, right? It's, like oh, it's, 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 it's really, really it's, that's like the 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 worst bickering I've seen there has been around church. But it's yeah. Um, it's, it, it gives me more hope for, uh, for human survival yeah. than anything else. Yeah. These women truly, for me, are a sign that we can do better as humans and that there is some possibility for us. That is, okay, so, I'm, so I'll definitely put that in the link in the, in the description yeah. for, for guys to get to. And, I'll send it to you. Yeah, I mean, that's just, that's incredible to show that, you know, I had a conversation, I had a coffee with somebody two days ago, and when you tell these, because these are human stories, once again, is, you know, sometimes this narrative again is, I was trying to explain to somebody, you know, I lived my entire 20s with a little bit of money here and there, but it's like all the times when I looked to money to solve my human problems, mm. it never works. 
Like with the, this, this, this is another indication where you, you're moved. I mean, you're, you're from a completely different world from these folks, but you know, you're, you're willing to create art around their story. And it connected you, I'm sure, forevermore. You know, because this is a human thing. It's not like how much could you make from them and they weren't going, well, you know, how much can... It was, it was just like, here is a story. And the art form of survival is another thing is, you know, art plays another role that we, we keep forgetting is that's how we survived, storytelling. Yeah. And this is why to me, I, I'm so delighted that you're here. And, you, you know, to say art is, it's absolutely intrinsically woven into me being here. Because we survived through stories, all of us. Not you know, there's this kind of tale of just Africans. No, worldwide storytelling is woven into our survival. Yeah. Now, very, very, very survival. What hope do you see? I mean, we've spoken a little bit about what we sort of we don't. We all, uh, you know, what I don't love and kind of our, our, our sort of um, worries about what we see out there in the world. But where do you see hope? Because I, I also do see young people doing, like, I'm just so shocked by like what young kids say and what they're doing. And I forget the young lady's name from Scandinavia, for instance. I don't know if oh, you've yeah. seen her. Mm -hmm. And she's just like, this is enough now. You're like, yeah, that's impossible 20 years ago. Yeah. You know, and uh, do you see any, where do you see hope, whether it be in the arts or, I mean, you're across the spectrum. Where do you see hope and where do you look when you... <laughs> do you see any hope? Maybe that's a better question. <coughs> um. It's, it's a complicated uh, answer. Yeah. One, I, I tend to, although I did just say that, you know, they bring me more hope than anything, um, I don't think hope is a good plan. Mm -hmm. I agree. <laughs> you know? I agree. So I, I try to stay away from, um, from anything that, you know, kind of relies on this idea of hope. I was just talking about hope yeah. in, in terms of uh, G's Bend and and especially the women there. Um, but I also tend to, to shy away from, from hope. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's not a plan. It's not, you know. Um, it may be integral yeah. to, to survival. Yep. It's, it's not quite air, but I, I do think that there is uh, some aspect in there that humans seem to to need to mm -hmm. seek out mm -hmm. but i'm really weary of hope um as the only thing you know yeah i mean it's it's just it's not a strategy yeah, you know yeah, hope yeah. is is not a strategy uh i think that a lot of these kids are just fantastic yeah um especially obviously uh climate change uh, environmental issues, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad to see that there's some some folks that are awake and and aware. Yeah. And I cannot imagine being um, a kid, at you know today. Yeah. Um, I mean, even my own children who are 19 and 16. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's that's awfully young to. To be looking at a future um, that that is pretty bleak, mm, mm. Um, and that's where a lot of you know, kind of my interest now is uh, in blueprints. Ah, right. So I I, uh, I was a syndicated uh, environmental columnist, 
And you know, the questions tended to be uh, around light bulbs and you know, what's, what's the healthiest uh, kitchen utensils, um, how, uh, cars, you know, it, it was all kind of individual things, you know, mosquito repellents yeah. and um, sex toys and <laughs> like, <laughs> no, really, what's the most environmentally friendly sex, sex toys, toy, yeah. things like that. This is an important question. And, you know, and, and they're all important questions and it's all a piece of the puzzle, mm. but we are at a point where changing our light bulbs is not going to save us. I'm with you. We are so far over that cliff um, in terms of the, the physical uh, survivability yeah. of our species. Yeah. Um, we, are, we are already over the threshold. We are past a point of no return mm -hmm. for at least catastrophic uh, environmental repercussions. Yeah. And clearly we aren't prepared no. for anything like it. Um, You know, the question is about hope. I hope that it's not going to be as bad as the science uh, indicates. Yeah. Um, I hope that we can get our acts together as a species um, before those repercussions get any worse. Um, but the reality is that uh, Science says we have not many years before close to total extinction yeah, yeah. of the human species and most mammals on the planet. Um, if nothing else, you have methane, uh, what's called a methane Emission. belch. Mm -hmm. um, and as the chemistry of the sea changes and um, you have uh, permafrost being not so perma anymore, yeah. Yeah. Massive amounts of methane is released, and essentially it's the same thing as uh, with the extinction of the dinosaurs. Yeah. Extinction level event. Is it's an extinction level event. Yeah. You know, we depend on oxygen. If there's just too much methane in the oxygen, you can't breathe, you can't breathe, you die. There go the mammals. Uh, and it's, you know. So, so for me at this point, it's... <laughs> It's 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 pretty grim, yeah. and it's one way or another. Even if we don't, even if we're able to to pull back and avoid the worst of that methane yeah. and of you know the other uh, repercussions that we already know about: yeah. rising sea levels, lack of food, lack of water. Yeah. Um, I guess my my hope is in um, developing blueprints. Um, of, what it's going to look like on the other side. Got you. Right? Got you. So those survivors, what are the lessons learned and, and what are those blueprints um, that we can, we can start to map out, right? We want to leave a treasure map 100%. For, for my kids, for you know, how, whoever comes next. Yeah. Hope on its own is not enough. I think, like, I think you've articulated yeah. that brilliantly. And one of my favorite philosophers, Slavoj Žižek, said it brilliantly. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I was just, he was, we were sitting somewhere uh, two nights ago. Oh, yeah. And he popped up on the screen, on the TV oh, screen, he's, he's which of course you never see in the no. States. <laughs> and my 19 year old son was like, oh, I know that dude. He's a madman. I was like, 
Do you know? Yeah. I'm so it, glad that, you know, that, yeah. he, that he had found him on his own, that he didn't yeah. have to, yeah. I mean, like, uh, oh, so isn't Slavoj, <laughs> he's just the best, you know? Uh, he's uh, a madman. <laughs> he, he's, he's, he's something else. You, and, you, you know, he, he's obviously been framed already as, a, as, a, as um, you know, a madman, but he's written the greatest yeah. work on him. Well, Hegel, I think that's Hegel why he was on. He had just, he's had to go underground, right? That was yeah. like a couple of days ago. Yeah. He, yeah. And, and I mean, he was, he's written some of the greatest pieces on Hegel, but nobody cares about that. Just yeah. frame as a, ma as a madman, but he's one of our leading um, uh, psycho, psychoanalysts of our time. Yeah. I mean, he, uh, uh, you know, he's, uh, uh, he was he's schooled in France and Germany and of course behind the Iron Curtain and anyway so Slavoj um, so it's you know first as tragedy then as farce or vice versa because it really works either way mm -hmm. but that was one of his his pieces mm -hmm. and I probably quote that at least three times a week <laughs> because you know it's so it's so true mm -hmm. I mean especially living under under Trump you know, each time something comes up and you think, oh, ha, and then no, it actually is a full-blown reality. Yeah, you think yeah. it's a farce. You think it's, you know, it's a joke that it's going to be called out. Oh, yeah. It's happening. It's, yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, I'm glad we connected on Slavoj because yeah. that, that, that's, uh, that's a good one. But he, I mean, he, he's got, um, speaking of that, like, just hope isn't enough. But he says uh, uh, he'd like to see... Uh, V for Vendetta 2. Right. You know, because it's all about revolution, revolution. He'd like to Where's see... Where's the what solution? Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. what happens Because it's all good and well. Is yeah. it Natalie Portman, I think her name is? I think I'm so, not good yeah. with celebrities. Anyway, uh, I think it's Natalie Portman. But anyway, so she's in that film and then obviously they win the revolution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We all feel good about ourselves. And th th this is where I go back. I, th I think we as... Let's call ourselves whatever isn't fascist right left centralist liberal i don't know choose your own label i'm not big on labels but you know he says i'd like to see v for vendetta too mm -hmm. and i think i think that speaks very closely to your message of yes hope is great right and but it's not a plan what does it look like if we win and and not to say everything that's happening now in, in society is horrendous but it's got to come down like we, it's not sustainable but what does that look like if we win hypothetically if, if we survive if we what, what does tomorrow look like? So, so my hope uh, lies in that, the blueprint thing. Yep. I, and I love what you're saying. Hope alone is not enough. We can't be this colorful. And sometimes I, I think we do get trapped in it. You know, I'm a middle class guy. We get uh, trapped in these bourgeois games of, you know, kind of talking about it. And, and it's nice to kind of, but like revolution's hard, man. Like, because I, I often, you know, I, I'm big on the critique my own house as well is, you know, do we really want change, or do we want the banks to be just a little bit nicer? <laughs> like, uh, do we want, uh, like, must the banks just be a, a bit nicer to me? Because this, uh, this I find with my fellow middle class intellectuals, liberal, is sometimes it's a bit of that. You know, the bourgeois game of kind of look like I'm talking about the people, but actually, I wish I wish I could get a loan. Like, 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 mm. you, because you, you know, you you you're from France, obviously. Revolutions are ugly things, guys. Yeah, and they they are long. This is a long play. If, if we want this, whatever your ideal world is, more sharing, smaller government, blah, 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 all of these things we hope for, if you want it, it's a brutal business. And, and uh, sometimes I don't mean in violence, is it's time as well, right? Like you, you can't, sometimes it rises up, we march, and then what? Yeah. And, and I think that that speaks to your, to your hope argument, to saying hope isn't enough on its own. 
Uh, I, I think we're still kind of saying the same thing. So Slavoj Žižek, I'm glad we connected on, <laughs> on Slavoj. But before I, before I let you go and, and you head back to, to the United States, I wanted to know, um, and, and still, I'm going to say it again, we're gonna, I'm going to be on your back. I would love for your work to become available because I think they are human stories and I, 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 I'm going to keep sharing. Yeah, I, yeah. I, would, I would share them to the, to the highest hills. Um, you might want to see it first, you know. Yeah. Well, you, you know what, I've, I've heard enough to go, I'm drawn in. Okay. I guess in, in Hollywood it would be the, 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 the billboard sold me. Yeah, yeah, you've done a great job. Um, but uh, where is your heart? I mean, you, you've, you, your kids are growing now. And, um, and, but where's your heart in terms, in terms of, uh, once again, maybe, I mean, the artist is in you. That's clear. Well, what are you thinking for yourself now as they grow and they can, you know, I'm sure they close yeah. their door, Mom, I don't need you a little bit. <laughs> But I mean, that, that artist is in you. Uh, what of that? Where, where, do, where do you go from here in terms of making your art? And, and maybe, is there anything in your heart at the moment that you feel like yeah, you'd well, like to engage with? Yeah, I think I've, I've uh, uh, unfortunately, I suppose, but it is what it is, mm -hmm. uh, gotten um, uh, a bit more um, selfish, uh, especially since having kids. Mm -hmm. And after many decades of, you know, uh, I mean, I was, I was in diapers at the, uh, the AIM, the American Indian Movement yeah. Uh, yeah. uprising at uh, uh, Alcatraz, oh my goodness. right, in 1969, 70, yeah, or was yeah, that, yeah. 69 or so 70, I guess, family, 70, yeah. you know, I mean, I've been, I've been marching and protesting and, and living um, that life my whole life mm -hmm. um, and I also spent uh, 15 years in Atlanta Georgia mm -hmm. um, where it, it was not the most welcoming uh, you know it's it's the south mm -hmm. It's very conservative it's very religious yeah. um, I was a single mom. Uh, even that was oh, really frowned upon. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I just felt like every thought, every conversation I was having to fight for. Uh, what, as a it single was mom? Really, it, and, and as a, a political person, and, yeah, yeah. you know, as, a, I don't know, just an oddball, or, you know, I don't know, I just How didn't exactly. <laughs> Right. How, yeah. How dare you suggest? Let's share a little bit more. Not all of your stuff. No. Like keep keep your house in the Hamptons. Let's just share a little bit. Like a little bit. You don't need a, so, you don't need a hundred billion. Yeah. How dare you do that? By the way. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Thanks. Um, you know, and on, on the one hand, uh, being in Atlanta, I feel like I actually had a hand mm -hmm. in real positive change. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, helped bring about. Um, a lot of the uh, organic farming initiatives, uh, right. farmers markets, school to farm programs, mm -hmm. um, in, a, in a place that was ripe for it and ready, but nothing was happening. Yeah. And you know, we made huge inroads. When I first moved to Atlanta, I don't think there was a farmers market. There's uh, now like every neighborhood has, you know, it's thriving. I mean, yeah. It's really become um, a, a great space for that. But um, I didn't 
uh, what it's it's incredibly polluted and violent and Atlanta in general Atlanta mm -hmm. um, and I you know I got kind of protective and selfish for my kids mm -hmm. and moved to the Northeast okay. to a very rural um, place like that yeah yeah actually is a growing it's another growing i mean that's thing. i read i read about homesteading i i huh. farmed previously oh, okay. uh before kids oh, and okay. continued um as what i call kind of a private farmer okay. uh, where I, I would establish edible gardens and small farms for people on their own land yeah. uh, or grow their food for them yeah um but anyway all of that to say that you know for me now, because that was the, the yeah, question. Yeah, yeah. And the artist in you. I've, I've brought my family to a, uh, a much friendlier, uh, healthier, mm -hmm. safer space. Um, and, you know, I'm aware that that's a really privileged place to be. Got you. You Got know, you. the entire state, there's only 600,000 people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, our town has three paved roads. I mean, it's, it's a small, it's rural. rural place. Yeah. Uh, and so I guess then, for me, that blueprint mm -hmm. now becomes um, the community garden, right? Here's, here's an essentially, it's the most progressive state in the United States, Vermont, right? Okay. I mean, Bernie Sanders is our, like, Old Uncle right? Bernie, yeah. <laughs> um, it's the, uh, I think we have the high, I, I say that we move there because it's less assholes per acre. <laughs> And, right, essentially, and but it's you know they're. I'm gonna use it. It's the most educated, least religious, most progressive state yeah, in, yeah, yeah. in the union. Yeah, and I'm not unaware that you know of that of that bubble. It's a bubble. So yeah. into that space, our little local community garden is. It's it's so bizarre. Yeah, it's um like the drama and just trying to figure out basic mechanisms of community, yeah. of democracy, yeah. of communication, yeah. of fairness for a community garden. This is dirt and plants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and it, it's, it's incredible, the conflict. And you know, and little thing, and, and here I am constantly pushing back, yeah. saying no. But this should be a microcosm of, of what we want to see on a larger level, right? Yeah. We should be able to take all our interactions yeah. as a community garden yeah. and uh, amplify it and have it work as a larger system. Yeah. Boy, I mean, talk about about blueprint oh, and wow. you know, putting stuff into into action and practice. So. That's where I'm at right now, so is, you're, you're... is working out the details of, of how this process works and how community really can function under the best of circumstances. You, like, you couldn't be safer. It's, it's clean, yeah. there's water, there's, no... there's land, you know, I mean, it's, it's really a, a about as good so, so for lack of a, a little uh, ecosystem as it gets. And still people are so petty and and aggressive and it's you know it's 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 shocking so so you you you're consumed there now uh, but i'm consumed there i also have i have a studio i ah. haven't been doing any film for for a number of years and is the itch there are a couple of projects i'm i'm excited about so, uh, so, so is, is i'm you know i'm playing what is with. the industry term in 
pre-production or where, where, where would you say? Oh, in it, the it's it's here. It's, it's housed in. <laughs> it's it's in, but you know I, I work pretty much as a one or two person crew, mm -hmm. so pre-production is you know, it's, it's all in my head. <laughs> every, yeah, anyway, right? yeah, pre-production so, yeah, productions at the yeah. end of your uh, yes, of in my pencil. All right, so um, that is churning. But there I do, is, yeah, I do have a couple of, of projects. Might wait until my, you know, last one's out of high school. Okay. Um, and in the meantime, I, you know, I have a studio. I do a lot of collage. Okay. Um, so the, the classical art form now is where you are, as in? Yeah, physical, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. And I just, I mean, I, I absolutely love that. But it's interesting that there's conflict in a place that couldn't be safer and yeah yeah but once again you, you know that uh, and, but that it's messy it's community and democracy it's a messy is messy messy business yeah yeah, yeah it, it certainly is but it, it's interesting you know that somebody who i don't know if you did meet him but nelson mandela said it uh, about meet. this country but it, it's it's the same everywhere right is the greatest tragedy of any revolution which it is revolutionary to live kind of where you live in 2019 is that it replicates the system that, that you kind of said no to, you know? And that's what, it, it's kind of happened in South Africa, but that's what, that's a conversation we can yeah. have hopefully another time, because I'll definitely have you back on with her via the internet. I think we've uh, really touched the crumbs I lived, today. I lived in Nicaragua in the mid 80s, oh. and seeing what's happening now is just heartbreaking. It's disastrous. Yeah. But, but, but that is the greatest failure of revolutions, isn't it? Is when they replicate the, the oppression, which, which drove them to the need for, uh, you, you know, Mandela said, if, if we just replicate um, another, like, colonial yep. uh, overlord, capitalist overlord, we have failed. And it's kind of like, maybe the program's in so deep that people just don't know another way to like, like sharing's a good idea. Like neuroscience says, more heads are better than one. We know that. We're like we know, like it's, if you want to solve, and I, I don't mean like little problems, real problems, which are the human problems. How should we raise our kids? Like that's important. That's really, really important, not business models. Like, business models are important as a separate conversation, but how should we raise our kids? Like, it's better if I have 10 people in the room yeah. to contribute to that, and, you know, we brainstorm. And, like, these are real, yeah, people are struggling. Well, and there's, you know, there are some basic core answers that then apply, right? And so that's what we have to decide. As, as a species, yeah. what are those cores? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, for me, it's uh, just, Decency, yeah. right? I, I don't have much tolerance for the term tolerance. Like I have I, tolerance. Yeah. Malcolm X never spoke of tolerance, yeah. by the way. Nelson Mandela never spoke. Tolerance is yeah. one of no, the... I, 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 I have it. no tolerance for tolerance. <laughs> We're definitely going to have to get online. But, but I do have a desire for decency. Absolutely. Um, and those two things, I think, are, are very d different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they are existential. But, you know, yeah. so, so basic decency. Yeah. What is the ethics of, of decency? And and really you start there, right? Yeah. And what does that look like? And we know all life, you know, we know enough now yeah. from biology, from physics, from everything yeah. that we're dealing with a, a, a whole system, a, a web of, of life. Absolutely. Um, and we are young within that context. Homo well, sapiens. we're, we're in, oh, homo sapiens. Yeah, yeah, I'm yes. saying homo sapiens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sometimes we think we're like the most evolved things, but we're really like... Neanderthals were in you nice know, clothes. <laughs> Neanderthals with a with a food food market down the road. Yeah. Anyway. Um we are. We're we're babies. We're also um Yeah, we yeah. are. We're babies. I mean that's yeah. No, I'm I am i am definitely you know, you know, it is 
to me, I would have loved to, to like have you on for five more episodes. I should have met you on the first day you were here. But it's it's awesome that you, and, and I really appreciate you. I know you probably moved some stuff around to come and make this happen. And I, I'm truly honored. I'm like, you know, having walked with uh, you. No, it was, it's it been is, a pleasure. It's it is pleasure. so awesome that to, to have had you back here. And I think, I, I'd love, I, I think we'll definitely have to do an episode where I have to come to Vermont and see yeah, you come and, on. and milk a few cows come with on. you guys. and. Or, or we'll do we'll do something online. I was telling the kids uh, this morning that I think uh, when we get home tomorrow, I guess yeah. or next day, um, uh, we should have a hive waiting for you. Know, I've oh. got a hive. I've got bees coming. So your own honey. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to have to, I'm going to definitely, so, but uh, it, it's just, it's been an honor, and I mean, we could go on at, at Phantom here and, and ne never stop, you know, uh, <laughs> but we're limited by time and, and such things, and I'm, I'm so grateful, thank you for, oh, it's relative, yeah. <laughs> 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 time is an illusion, it's cyclical, and so, yes, yes, uh, I am you, and you are me, that's right, baby. so we're, we're never apart, <laughs> we're never truly apart, and uh, I'm so grateful, and, and thank you so much, oh, it was a pleasure, Travel really safe. nice, yeah. thank you, wonderful, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, man. That was, that was awesome. really good. That was awesome.